It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss and Polly Howard, along with you, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Lined up for the next three hours. We have some uh, excellent guests on the program today. It's not your typical Thursday. Uh, there's no Nigel today because of a weak soccer schedule. Uh, Billy Chippis is going to be in studio in an hour. Billy is one of the five remaining Circus Survivor entries here in their contest. He's going to be in studio. We have a lot of questions for him. Uh, Jared Bell from USA Today in 90 minutes. He has a vote for NFL MVP. And Mike Palm, it is Thursdays with the Maestro in studio coming up today for a full hour because we have no charge, no fantasy football this week. Oh, don't remind me. It's here. We man, this is it. Uh, well, this is it, my friend. One one more week of the NFL, and that's it. As far as the props and all this, the weekly props and all this other stuff, and the Thursday, everything's bye bye. Well, and wouldn't you know Tough. it? For the final week, we have a bunch of news to get into. Yeah, uh, that we found out yesterday. We'll get into as much as possible here in the first segment. First of all, I think um, your big boy is what was announced in Cincinnati yesterday when Joe Burrow. And by the way, like Joe Burrow. I don't know if this is getting enough attention. He was hurt at the very end of that game against the Chiefs on Sunday when they were the, the, the shenanigans at the end of the game. Are they going to kick the field goal? Or are they going to keep going for it? He banged up his knee, had to leave the game. So it makes the most sense on earth for him to sit out this game. He told the media in Cincinnati he's not going to play. His knee is a little bit sore. And then you had the news of Joe Mixon testing positive for COVID-19. And then with this Offensive Rookie of the Year award up in the air, and Chase now turning into the favorite after his uh, you know epic game last week, he's according to Zach, Zach Taylor he could potentially play. But you put him out there with Brandon Allen as a quarterback, and Chase puts up a two for twenty seven, and Mac Jones goes for three touchdowns and steals it from him. No doors wide open, absolutely. Yeah. There's no reason to play Chase if Burrow's out. Chase shouldn't play. I would but, agree. And with Mixon uh, out, uh, likely out, and then four other starters are down too. So you have COVID issues, and they're they're going to sit Burrow. There's no need to play Chase. Uh, and that the line, how about the line movement in that? Game? Oh, this is nuts. Cleveland opened one and a half, went to three. Then the news about Mayfield. Cincinnati went off, a th- was a three point favorite at that point. And now the Browns are six, six and a half, and the totals plummeted. The total went from 46 to 37 and a half. And we have weather scenario uh-huh. there, too. So, uh, but again, horrible job by the Browns and Stefanski. Yesterday, Case Keenum was going to get the start, said some weeks it was a miracle that Mayfield was able to play. Why are you playing him? 
I got a serviceable backup who's been to an NFC title game who beat the Broncos on a Thursday night and had good numbers in that game. Stupid. I saw that quote again. It's like, yeah. What are they thinking? Why are you forcing the issue with a guy who, by the way, is having a bad year when he was healthy? And Michael Lombardi has been all over that for a long, long time. How many passes did he have batted out again on Monday night? That's true. Oh, very true. I right. mean, it felt like right. every other time yeah. he was dropping back. Oh, there's another one back, not knocked down. Yeah. Well, several people run run down the film every week. It's like, that guy's open. This guy's open. Yeah. He's open. Mayfield can't find him or hit him, though. But certainly he's been injured the whole season, which is you should have gone to Keenum. You'd probably be in the playoffs. So this yeah. is, uh, you know, I think it's the right move, too. Uh, you're not going to improve your seed. I, I think they're better off again, as I said yesterday, getting the four. Uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah. W- I would rather go to Tennessee, uh, but who knows? You might take on New England now in the four or five match. Okay, so now is this number getting a little bit too low in one of the afternoon games on Sunday, where the Rams are sitting as four-point favorites against the 49ers? And the news that we had yesterday: Garoppolo limited in practice. Yeah. Our buddy Adam Chernoff, I believe, uh, was saying that he thinks it's going to be Trey Lance no matter what on Sunday. Concur. Uh, Elijah Mitchell with the knee did not practice yesterday. Trent Williams, kind of a big deal on the offensive line with the elbow, did not practice. And they have a bunch of guys in the secondary, which is already probably the weakness of the entire team, that could not go. Don't be a moron. Put more on it. I have the Rams to win the division. I, I love the Rams in this game now. I've more thought about it. I, I, I agree. I don't think Garoppolo plays. The quote about bleep it, it hurts. Uh, he's not going to be able to do much, throw the ball downfield. And if he can, if he can play, is even close to 100. percent Not even close, in my opinion. Not to mention, it's an enormous game for the Rams. So you do have one team that needs to win to get in, as opposed to the team that's already in. But here, seeding's huge. It's just in terms of what would happen if the Rams lose. Uh, tr- to me, Trey Lance is not going on the road and winning that game. A guy who's made two starts. The other thing, this secondary is atrocious for the 49ers. They lead the league in PIs. They can't cover the deep ball. And I think Stafford and Couple have a lot of success, success, OBJ, whatever. But the other thing, if the Rams win this game, they're the two seed. That means two games at home. They could host the NFC title game if the Packers are upset, and you likely face Philly or the Saints in your first playoff game. Absolutely. If they lose, they're the five. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's enormous well, for the Rams. Yeah. With a Cardinals win, right? Yes. Well, that too. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. I can't assume that, but okay. But, fair, but fair also, enough. let's not bury maybe the biggest part of this whole thing. They can keep the 49ers out of the playoffs. And Kyle Shanahan has done a number on Sean McVay since these two guys have been the head coaches in their respective jobs, right? Uh, I would not want to face this 49ers team in the the playoffs whatsoever. That would be the last team I want to play as one of the wild card spots. Yep. Love the Rams now. Love them. I'm getting on board with that as well. I can't. I don't think he plays. I'm sure enough. I don't think he plays. I don't think it'll be effective. Uh, regardless if he's in there. Yeah. I mean, just he's, he's talked about all week about how bad the injury is. Uh, other news that we had yesterday, Kirk Cousins activated from the COVID-19 reserve list. So that number was as low as 2.5 for the Vikings. They're now 3.5, and, uh, and the total is 44.5 in that range. Justin Fields going to go right. for the so, Bears. So Matt Humans reached out to ESPN Stats and Info. Can Nagy and the Bears now win three weeks in a row with three different quarterbacks? Yeah. It has been done. The last 20 seasons, it's happened four times. The 2015 Texans, the 2011 Texans, the 03 Titans, the 02 Eagles. Yates, Whedon, Hoyer, Schaub, Liner, Yates. Oh, wow. That. Yes. Yeah. And the Eagles, McNabb, Detmer, and Feely with that list, too. And then you have the report. Where's our guy, uh, Mike North? Want to hear from Mike North in Chicago. So now 
Boomer Esiason says, and they tweet this out, Boomer was told that Matt Nagy was told he's gone. And then they asked Matt Nagy, he goes, that's not true. Right. So there's, we got another week of this in Chicago. Well, of what's going on. So b- both comments could be true, right? Uh, like he could be gone on on Monday morning. That doesn't mean he's gone as of right now. So Nagy saying he that's not true, meaning he's going to be the coach of the team for the final week. Mm. But come Monday morning, it could be sayonara. Adios. We're going to look for somebody else. Uh-huh. I can't and, imagine. And that could be Jim Harbaugh. Right. And our and, and the guy making all the news lately, Hub Arkish. With the Rodgers stuff, Hub Arcus says uh, he's been told that Pace is coming back to GM. I saw that news. Which that is, that's surprising, too. So, I would uh, who, say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Micah Parsons placed on the COVID-19 reserve list for the Cowboys. That number is still seven against the Eagles and some other line moves. Again, this Packers game has been all over the map. I mean, they, again, the look-ahead number a week ago was Green Bay 11. Uh, assuming, you know, the books were assuming here for a second that the Packers were not going to wrap up home field in week 17, which they did. That then went to Detroit as the favorite, and then it flipped to Packers as low as minus two, up to now four, four and a half. Mm-hmm. And Washington, they are seven across yep. the board now. The Painted six and a halves are completely gone. Yep, weather weather in New York, weather in Cleveland, weather in Buffalo, wind in Miami. Uh, weather update. And then, as Will Brinson did a great job breaking down the lies and, and, and uh, whatever you want to say, half-truce with uh, Joe Judge, Joe Judge, in, in the presser Sunday, rips the Washington organization. Oh, you have to play him now. He canceled the media session with the D.C. media after saying we're not a clown organization, punching people, uh, guys right. hitting each other, whatever, too. So Joe Judge decided, I don't want to talk to the D.C. media, too. So yep. I, I think Washington can name their score in that game. Is there a play that you really like this week, or do you want to save that for that, later on? Uh, coming around, really getting there with the Rams. That's, Absolutely. That's the I, I just okay. I can't. I, I, I'm confident as Trey Lance. And I can't imagine Trey Lance goes on the road and beats him. He played, okay, that first half, he did nothing. I mean, I thought Trey Lance last week, it's like, oh, boy. I mean, this looks really ugly on TV, and they were doing nothing on offense. Three points at the half. Got better after halftime. Yeah. They, they made some adjustments. They had more than 400 yards that day um, overall, and Lance looked pretty good in the second half. Right. It was also the Texans, though. Uh, no, no, I, I would agree. This is, yeah, yeah. This, is a whole different, this is for all the marbles, too, yep. if he has to go. I think that you have to go with him if Jimmy Garoppolo's thumb is that bad and he's saying it bleeding yeah. hurts. Yep. Right? Lance is going to have to be the guy yep. in that game. Yep. Yep. How about the Antonio Brown news? Yeah. This, I, this is, you, don't, you don't care, but this is, this is not good for Arians and the Buccaneers. I mean, this... It's, it's basically he said, she said. Well, he said that uh, he was told to go in the game. He said, I can't, I'm hurt. And, and Arian said, that's it, you're done, and did the throat slash gesture. Uh, they re- he said, uh, it shows broken bone fragments stuck in my ankle, the ligament torn from the bone and cartilage loss, which are beyond painful. You can see the bone bulging from the outside, and he's having season-ending surgery. The other thing is, why was he jumping up and doing jumping jacks? He's saying he was hopped up on pain kills, pain uh, killers. Uh, that the, the Buccaneers gave him. Because so, they, they juiced him up before the game started. Yeah, yeah. So he can get out there and play, even though he was hurt. He was going to give it a shot. And then they said, right. But I, I'll tell you, I mean, if that part is true, it's an absolutely despicable look for the Buccaneers. Sure it is. I mean, if that part is true, because you know that you have to give that guy Toradol and whatever else to get him in the game when he was hurt all week, and then you tell him, get out of the game, mm-hmm. and he re- or get in the game, and he's like, no, I can't, I'm hurt. Get in. I said, get in the game. Right, and if Arians did that, right. I, b- by the way, I mean, who knows what's true here? I could see Arians is a red ass. I could see him doing that. 
I could, yes. Yeah? Absolutely. And that's Josina Anderson reported that she knows this. He will have a job if he wants it. Someone will will pick him up Christine. when he when he's healthy. Yeah. Uh, the first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. We'll recap last night's betting action. Uh, any upsets on board? Betting moves, uh, line moves with win some, lose some. I took a swim in the NBA player prop waters last night. Uh, of course, a bad beat was involved. Uh, how does this possibly happen? I will run down the details on this coming up. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Win Some, Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. Here we go, Rockets money line plus 320. They beat the Wizards on the road. Uh, Spurs money line plus 320 as well. They beat the Celtics. Well, come on, Boston. I guess this is it. There's just a 500 team, right? Nets Pacers over 218 up to 224 and a half. More on that game coming up 129 to 121. Raptors do it again from eight and a half down to two and a half. COVID issues with the Bucks and the Raptors win on the road. East Tennessee State VMI over 142 up to 147, 80 to 79. Temple money line. They were 11 point dogs. Uh, they were plus 450 and beat UCF in the Heat plus one. Went off a two-and-a-half-point favorite in Portland, and they got the job done. Subscribe, be part of the team, vcin.com, for our radio and podcast friends. This black lab here is, is having a lot of fun, and this he's excited, and he's jumping up like a kangaroo. I mean, look at the hang time no. here. She's opening up to give him some. 
some treats and snacks, and he goes, he can't, he can't wait to have some. Look at this. Over and over, it's on a loop, just going up and up and up. Nonstop with the energy. He's right. getting a good three and a half feet in the air. He is. He is. That's awesome. Very good. And just your typical orangutan driving a golf cart, driving John Boyd's car. Look at him. You got the hand up piece of cake. Uh, it's like Maurice, Planet of the Apes. Look at the pot belly, too. Look at him. He's got it the whole time. It's like Jordan. My dog. Hands on the wheel. He's got a look at him. What do you think he's doing with the left hand? He's got it up on the uh on the top there. I I, I, cruising. I, I this should be like a caption this. What's he doing with the left hand? I think like blowhorn. Middle finger. Look at me or middle finger. Yeah, oh, going past yeah, he walked back. It was a tiger. This walked back. Was that a tiger? He walked driving past the zoo. He's got now please tell me he hooked up this uh, camera as well. Now he's gonna go tweet about this afterwards. Yes. That'd be even better. <laughs> oh man. And the rabbit. Look at this. So good. The <laughs> rabbit eats the, the snowman, uh, eats the carrot here with the snowman, with the nose. Comes right in. Okay. Walks right up. A little hungry. A little snack? Give me that. Piece of cake. Imagine you walk, you wake up and you get to see that. Yeah. That is awesome. Lose some. Wizards Rockets over. 224 up to 230 and a half. 114 to 111. Nuggets from five and a half down to pick. Lost by six. At home to the Jazz. You see Joker last night? He had like 26, 21, and 11. See Curry? Awful night. Worst back-to-back performances of his career. And Durant had 39 last night, uh-huh. so all right. Uh, okay, yeah, and one here. This is a lose some with the dog videos. This is, uh, well, they were excited to go out. I can't blame them. My dogs love to go outside with it. What? Oh, no. <laughs> they go through the doggy door at the same time, and the thing broke. They ran right through the door. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That is good. Bad beats. Iowa State lane five. They're up seven. Five seconds left. Coming down. Texas Tech. They kiss. They bank in a three at the buzzer from in between the three-point line and half court. Texas Tech loses by four. This is what this was a moose. Did you see this? The Pacers were catching seven or eight. They're up 19 points. They're up 13 at the half. They were outscored by 15 in the fourth quarter. Lance Stevenson went off early. This was at home. They outscored by 15 in the fourth quarter. The Nets win by eight. Oh, the, the Pacers, Brutal. they were controlling the entire game. Yeah. They led the entire way. Yeah. I think our buddy Andy Jeff was there. He was going nuts because Stevenson had 22 in the first quarter. Can't believe it. How do you not get the money there? You're up 19 at home. Stevenson on fire, places electric, and, and you can't even get the money. And depending on what you, um, if you grab seven or eight, you even lost Oilers, plus a goal and a half. The Maple Leafs, empty net goal with 15 seconds left to cover the puck line. That's what, 11 of 13? The Oilers have lost now? And you had Toronto uh, in regulation. Yep. My God. Win some, lose some, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Log in each Thursday, get a 20% profit boost on college basketball. Learn more at BetRivers.com. So here's the bad beat that I had last night in the NBA. I noticed that uh, Fred Van Vliet's Points prop last night was 21 and a half. Okay. So the kid's been on fire lately. Going back, points scored since December 14th. 31, 27, 31, 35, and 33. He had 17 at halftime last night. He finished with 19. What happened? Two points in the second half. No, no foul trouble? He's got to get... He played That's 30, what happened to Beal. Beal, I think, was 28. He fouled out on 27. He played 38 minutes. Oh, God. I need five points in the second half. He gets two. 
He's been on a tear, and the Raptors were awesome in the second half. They scored like 50 points, and they beat the Bucs on the road. I lose that one? Condolences. Are you kidding me? Tough. That is tough. Yep. That good. stings. Doesn't look good for Lamar Jackson either. I guess it's going to be Huntley. Okay, so then so. are you concerned then because you like the Ravens. You bet them at yep. five. Now the yep. number's like five and a half. No. Yep. I'm okay. You okay with Huntley? Well, even if you're going with Jackson. I mean, it, it, number the rust factor, and if he's close to 100%. But it just still goes back to horrible spot for the Steelers. This uh, Such an emotional game for Roethlisberger. Short turnaround, short week. Rivalry game. Ravens are ready. And the Ravens have been in these games. I mean, it comes down to a two-point try in the first meeting against Pittsburgh. It comes down to a two-point try against Green Bay. They have a nine-point lead in the second half against the Rams. Other than the... the game where they didn't have, have anyone available and they had to play a third-string quarterback against the Bengals. They've been competitive and in, these, in these games. They could have won all three of them. Yep. So it goes back to he wants to win every game, and he's won 20 in a row in the preseason. So he'll want to win this one, and there's still a, like a 1% chance they make the playoffs. I'll give you this from uh, Steve Mackinnon in Point Spread Weekly. He was on one of the shows here on VSIN yesterday, and his numbers uh, and his breakdowns every single week in that digital magazine – they're tremendous, and you can get it today at vsin.com slash subscribe. He pointed out that going back, underdogs that rest their starters in what was week 17 or 17 and 6 ATS going back. So teams that are underdogs, they bench people this week. I think the example here would be the Bengals. That'd be one of those teams, right? What is that? Is that uh, overconfident and take a taking them lightly? I think there's that, but also the backups want to go out there and prove that hey, we can also play. And some of those backups, they could be free agents. Remember the Charger game? Might be looking for another contract. Yeah. Oh, sorry, but yeah. This is a Billy Walters game. That line moved like 12 points one week 17. Chargers needed to win to get in against the, the Chiefs backups. Reed sat everybody. I think it was Chase Daniel. The line went to like 15-16. They had to win. I think they won by three. They were down 14 nothing early in that game. Well, I always think of uh, early 2000s, Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Bledsoe. Willis McGahee was on that Buffalo team. Winning Pitt- in. Pittsburgh was sitting everybody. Was it Tommy Maddox or somebody? And Buffalo the, got bet to, I think, like, if I recall correctly, Buffalo, Buffalo got bet to, like, 11. They needed the game to be in. They lost outright. Mm-hmm. Vikings have done it several times. Yeah. yeah Wasn't the, that long ago? Yep. The Bears game was we talked about. Yeah. Sure. Perfect examples of, I mean, look, a lot a lot of casual betters this week are going to look up and down the board, and they're going to say, come on, Colts minus 16 against Jacksonville, and they kind of need the game to, you know, get in the playoffs, and Jacksonville stinks? That's easy. Give me that one. The Bills are against the Jets. They have to win that game to win the division? Oh, come on. They can win by 16 points. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff in Week 18 looks too easy. And it, uh, when it looks too easy, it rarely, if ever, is. I imagine they're on the Saints, too. Saints needed people to lay the four, four and a half. Uh, that's another sure. one. I do like a Taysom Hill prop over 50 and a half rushing yards. It's five, zero and a half? 50 and a half. Wow. His longest rush is 14. I just, how many times is he going to carry the ball? I mean, that, that's a big part of their offense. They really jacked that number up, though. I mean, he was sitting in the, uh, what, high 30s, low 40s maybe for a minute? So you're paying for it. I'd rather run that than have him throw the ball. I mean, I, it might it, a lot of that might work. By the way, I'm, Remember, I'm da- Dallas couldn't stop it on that Thursday game. I'm watching that game on Sunday against Carolina, and they could not get Kamara going running the football, which is fine. But every time they threw him the ball, it felt like something big was about to happen. 
I'm just thinking to myself, how do you, like every play should go to Kamara somehow. Just get him the ball. Line him up at wide receiver. Get creative in the backfield and pass it to him that way. Swing passes, whatever it is. Because he's so dangerous once he has the ball in his hands. Uh, and I thought he could crack one here for a touchdown at any point in the game. Just get him the ball every single time. I'd, I'd run wildcat with that guy. I don't mm-hmm. know if he can throw the ball that well, uh, but maybe throw some passes with him as well. Get tricky with it. That's a tough game. They really, uh, you really want to get to the app or windows. I'll take Matt Ryan here, and the game doesn't mean anything. Uh, I know they beat him the first time, but that's Pitts might not play. And they hung in there though. They showed some fight against Buffalo. Well, I mean, now they had a lot of help from Josh Allen with the three interceptions, but that was a misleading score. Remember, no, Ryan thing. scores, huh? Here's another thing. Look at how low the totals are this week. That is a total of 40, yeah. but the totals are super be. low this week. And, yeah. you know, that could be same thing as last week, 18 to 10 or yeah. whatever. There's some good props on those Sunday games, too. About this, usually, this, you usually see these bad teams in week 18, week 17. You, you can also get high scoring games. No one cares. Yep. And that's, you know what I mean? Yep. Up next, we will tie in the point spreads this week to the current draft order and odds on the first overall selection. In the draft, I still have a hard time believing that uh, this guy is the short, not only the shortest shot on the board, but he is like minus money. He's the favorite to go number one overall. That can easily change between now and April. That's coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Sports Betting Network. Bet River Sportsbook takes football same game parlays to a whole other level. You get the championship game Monday in college and NFL playoffs, super wild card weekend right around the corner. Download the app or go to betrivers.com today. Explore all the new ways you can create your ideal combo. Must be 21 playable in Jersey as playsugarhouse.com. You see a lot of funny business in the final. Uh, week of the regular season, and there are some good props about, you know, we always have this, most points scored on Sunday, most points in, in a game, lowest scoring game. Bills and Colts are your favorites to score the most points on Sunday plus 450. Okay. That makes sense what they're laying, but that's, again, you could have weather uh, in the Bills game. Uh, Arizona plus 750. That's surprising. A little high. I mean, it, and Tennessee plus 850. The Chargers are 10 to 1. Teams, they're laying three on the road in a winner. It's a huge game Sunday night. They're 10 to 1. And that total, by the way, is now ticking up to 50. Yeah. And the Raiders are further down the list. They're 22 to 1. Hmm. Most points, highest, score, me, highest scoring game Sunday. Las Vegas Chargers, 5 to 1. Seattle, Arizona, plus 550. You can find something here, though. I mean, you wouldn't be surprised if you have a couple teams just playing out the string with nothing on the line, and it's 37-34, right? Well, you could. what is uh, Green Bay-Detroit? I was, I was thinking the same thing. It's 14-1. to 1. I can see something like that. Sure, absolutely. And the, uh, other, the other thing, too, I think we're being too hard on Jordan Love. Don't you think? Well, I, I never want to. Like, he's had, what, how many games he's has he played? He started one game, yeah. and, oh, they didn't do anything. He looked horrible. Yeah, he did. But then, like a week later, the Chiefs held Dallas and Dak to nine points. Correct. That was when they were hot defensively. Yes, so it's right. not you can't. We're giving up on a guy after one start. Well, no, no, I, I know but, this, and that, but that's what happens, though, Paul. But it, it is funny the way it works. Everybody who was high on Trey Lance convinced the 49ers screwed it up. Although until the second half of last week, the guy looked like trash and he couldn't play. 
even though I'm saying that, it's like it's way too early to say Trey Lance can't play in this league. Like to give yeah, up on yeah. guys in their first year or second year is asinine mm-hmm. in any sport. Maybe Chicago and Minnesota uh, in the ten to twelve to one range. Oh, you would really have to talk. You'd really huh? have to state your case for that game. Uh, well, why is that? Because of the Monday night debacle. Because the way I, mean, the, I could see that. The, 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 well, I think the game's not going to look anything like that. Because that I was agree. that was maybe one. That could have been the worst game to watch of the entire year. It was, uh, yep. and that's saying something. But to be the highest score, I, well, what's the number? 10, 12 to one. No, no, I would need more than that. You would? Yeah. Okay. New England, Miami is eighteen to one, and then bringing up the rear is Washington and the Giants, uh, twenty-two to one. Uh, lowest scoring game is Cincinnati and Cleveland. And then the longest shot would be the Sunday night game, which is twenty-eight to one. What do you have for lowest scoring game between Saints and Falcons? Five to one, six to one, seven fifty. Seven fifty. It's the third favorite. Lowest scoring game on Sunday. Yeah, I, I yeah. actually, I'm, I'm going to be looking for alternate totals to bet that game under this week. I want to bet like under mm-hmm. twenty-seven and a half in that game, that yeah. kind of thing. Here's a funky prop at DraftKings. Will Josh Allen have three hundred yards passing, thirty rushing yards or more? Have a rushing touchdown and a and a passing touchdown. Five to one. Can he do all that? I'd lean more than that, but that's also uh I feel yeah, better if it was two fifty as opposed to three hundred. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh good creative. I like it. No, that's that's absolutely that's, that's creative. Yeah. Good yeah. job. Yeah. So how many teams actually want to win this week? Can I ask you that? <laughs> yeah, well that's that's right? another good one. So yeah. when you look at the current <laughs> draft order and then what they're up against this week. Jacksonville right now they're picking number one and they're catching that many points. What? How does it serve Jacksonville to go out here and actually try to win the game? Why? Why would that benefit Jacksonville? Will people say momentum for next year? You can't because that's that's a silly argument. There is no momentum that that does not exist. Does does Con pull Bevel aside and say, "Hey, keep it up. It's just it's just good, right?" I mean, you know, do what, right. do what we've been doing here. Uh-huh. So they're catching that many points. Uh, Detroit. They have two wins. Now, Houston has four. So, But Detroit against Jacksonville, uh, you know, based on where they're currently selecting in the draft, they're catching three and a half or four, four and a half in that range against Green Bay. Uh, I could see Detroit going out there and winning the game Absolutely. because of those other teams. They've been in all the, a lot of these games. Yeah, they have. Sure. Right. Um, Houston, they're currently picking third. They have four wins. They're plus 10 against Tennessee. But see now, this is where it gets very interesting because these teams are in that range of four or five wins. So right now, the Texans, do they really want to slide in the order? Again, people will tell you that you go out there and get confidence for your long, young players. What does that possibly mean when it's January 9th this week and football is seven months away? How does that possibly mean anything for next year? No, no, well, you nailed it yesterday. It's what the, it's, yeah, the players want to win and they want to impress someone, get a job next year, whatever. It, it's the organization that comes in and calls the shots. Yeah, like what, like what, yes. what Philly did in the Sunday night game last year. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Which was a travesty, but in any event, that's that's what they did. Yeah, players are not going to go out there and tank on purpose. They're not going to go out there and blow games saying, you know, uh, it, it, it's better for the team because they want to, it's better individually for that you know single player to go out there and look like he's great on film. Um, but the Jets are 16 and a half, catching that money against Buffalo. The Giants plus seven against Washington. That's going to be... Why, uh, you know, teasers or money line parlays this week, everybody will include Washington. You think so? To fade the Giants. Uh, yeah, I would hope, yeah. I mean, they're, they're just it's a train wreck. Yeah. They've quit on Judge. But look at that. The draft this year, how it's set up, 
the Jets have two picks right now at number four and number seven. The Giants are picking at number five and number eight. Then you have Carolina at, at six, Washington's nine, and Atlanta's number 10 with not a lot of great quarterbacks coming out this year in terms of prospects Ooh, and where I'm, they might go. I'm surprised you went there. Oh, no, no, no. That's just based on... I don't know about that. I'm talking... That's not me saying it. That's like based on the, the uh, boards that we have, the, um, the draft boards. Well, there's five, six guys going in the first round. Yeah, but how I mean, high are they going to go? That, that's, yeah, but people reach every year. I don't know. No, they do. They do. That, again, some of these guys... Here's the thing. Could a Matt Corral come out and could he go number 11 overall in the draft to be better than Trevor Lawrence? 100% he could be. Mm-hmm. There, there's no guarantee that Trevor Lawrence, because he went number one overall and because people told us he's generational, the best since Andrew Luck. What, what do they know? These guys are coin flips. Uh-huh. So that can absolutely happen. Um, what I'm saying is the guys who are projecting this stuff right now, is there even a quarterback going in the top 10? That I, the, right, I haven't uh, seen yeah. that. You see Carson Strong, Howell, Ritter, uh, Corral, you're talking usually 10 to 25 in that range. Okay. Yeah. I hope we see a bunch of, because uh, I want to see Armageddon and I want to see other players on the move. I hope we see teams trading out. Yeah. And I forgot about Willis, too. The Liberty quarterback. That's right. He's 30 to 1 to go number one yeah. overall. And when you look at number one on the odds board, it's still Aiden Hutchinson right now is the favorite at minus 110. It was Thibodeau all year long from Oregon to go number one. He was minus money, the odds on favorite. But that flipped late with Hutchinson's play. We have a long time, Paulie, between now and the yeah. draft. I, you could, would you be shocked if someone moves in the top ten and takes Pickett? That's that could be another one too. About. It all comes down to these workouts. A lot of these guys throw out the tape, right? Doesn't matter. Ah, this guy struggled against Alabama. This guy, someone's going to have a great pro day or be great workouts, and it's like, okay, well, we have to have them. Like the I, Trey, and I like, like Pickett, like the Trey Lance stuff. I mean, that was a lot of people had him top ten, but then to go where he went, right? After playing one game in 400 days? Hmm. Just, uh, well, if that's going to be the case, then what does Aiden's tape look like when he played Georgia last week? I think that's going to be one that he's going to tell people, yeah, can we erase that Hmm. one, please? I don't want people to see how that one went for me. Uh, Do the Lions take a quarterback? Maybe not as high as number two, but do they, what do they do moving forward? They just, they need so much help everywhere across the board. Hutchinson seems like a good fit. Or you you could also trade trade down and uh, and take someone, take a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I think some of these other teams, like the Jets and Giants, to at least trade one of them, either try to trade for a veteran mm-hmm. quarterback. Like if you're the Giants, um, I know the Jets just just took Wilson, but if you're the Giants uh, and they want to bring Danny Dimes back, just you know what? How about you offer like the eight and whatever to the Seahawks for Russell Wilson. Is that possible? I want to see Philly do that because they have a bunch of picks in the first round. Look how many bad quarterbacks are playing right now and you have Mariota can't get on the field other than some gadget plays with right. the Raiders. Right. The guy's won games. I'm not saying he's gonna you know he's, he's won playoff games. I'm not saying he's a star or he's a league quarterback, but that's he's a lot better than what the trash they're throwing out there every Sunday with some well, of these guys. and he was the number two pick overall. Yeah. Seems like he would get another chance. Well, but but again, after James had that thirty INT year, nobody wanted him. Buccaneers said, "We're moving on. We're going to sign Brady." And every other team in the league's like, "Nah, we're going to try something else." He had to go as a backup, and he was the first pick overall in what is that same draft? Like twenty fifteen was it? 
So not every draft is created equal. I mean, look at that. All right, let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, the numbers don't lie. In my opinion, it is the best way to approach betting regular season win totals in the National Football League, and you won't believe how many alternate win totals with juicy plus prices came in again this year or come in on average on an annual basis. We will run down the great numbers coming up next. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers, as you covered, they've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, DC, and Denver. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. One of the uh, five remaining contestants and survivor. It's only six million we're talking about. Maybe, you know, with the bonus money, more coming in studio in 15 minutes. And do you concur? Today on the show, can't wait. So I think the best way to approach the NFL season with win totals is to look at alternate high or low numbers in the NFL, Paulie, because so rarely do they actually hit on the actual number or do they come within, you know, a half a game or a game of the number posted uh, at the open or the close. Uh, So a lot of books will offer alternate high or low numbers throughout the entire year. And if you go back... You know, over the last you know handful of years, the number comes in like it's in the seventy percent range where it comes in, maybe even a little bit higher. Hell, in twenty twenty, thirteen 
totals came in to the alt over, 12 came into the alt under. So a year ago, 25 out of 32 teams in the NFL hit an alternate win total, meaning, let's say the Buffalo Bills win total in 2020 was 9. On the board, you could put an 8 and a 10, and you could juice it various ways. They came in over 10 last year at plus 245. Now, when you fast forward to this year, we have one week to go, and by my count, we've already had 16 teams cash either out low or alt high this year in the NFL at some pretty juicy, you know, plus prices. That's the only, and you could also, if you want to, if you're very confident, like the Jaguars are not going to go over seven and a half. You could lay a heavy number, like you could lay minus mm-hmm. 220. I'm not including that for this. I'm only going with plus money prices. And at least 16 have hit already with a bunch of others pending for this weekend. For example, Baltimore's win total on the year was 10.5. So their alt low was 9.5. That already cashed, and that opened back in July at plus 190. And they were 8-3. and three. How about that? Yeah, catch me outside. So that's right. Gets me outside. This is great. Another one. This, yep. The Browns, their win total was 10.5. I was high on the Browns. I told you that yesterday. Their win total under 9.5 was plus 185. How many people do you think actually had the Bengals over 7.5 because that was plus 195? Oh, I'd love them under. I thought they could be a train wreck this year. Paul Allen was on our friend from Minneapolis when the Vikings was getting ready to play in week one. He was laughing at the roster. He did. He laughed at the roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Burrow was coming back from the injury. Uh-huh. Chase had a miserable preseason. And typically, this team has been a you know four, five, six win team. No, they went over seven and a half. Mm-hmm. The Titans alt over was ten and a half. That came in at plus 195. And by the way, I saw this from uh, Rick Gosselin, who's been covering the NFL for like 40 years for SI. He wrote in his power ratings column yesterday, he had Tennessee number four overall. Agree or disagree. But he said in his first line, just give the NFL Coach of the Year trophy to Mike Rabel. Uh, I'm on board with that. And you can still find him in the plus 350 range, I believe. Voter? Is he a voter? Got to be a voter. I think he might be. Wow. That's, yep. There you go. Um, if they win this week and they're 10-point favorites and they wrap up the division, I was walking in today to the, to the studio here. NFL Network is on behind us. And there was the Chiron. The bottom of the screen was saying Rabel, Coach of the Year, for like predictions or whatever. I think he's going to win it over Zach Taylor and over Matt LaFleur. I think plus 350 or in that range, whatever, is still a pretty good number. The, uh, it's a really good number. The Colts, uh, check that. No, they're going to be they're going to be right in their range. They're going to be right about in their range this year. Jacksonville, alt under was 5.5, plus 155. I found under 6 at a nice plus price this year as well. But their, their regular win total was 6, 6.5 at other spots. That To me, that was just... Bad roster and fading uh, Urban Meyer. The Raiders, and I got the Raiders mm-hmm. dead wrong. Their alt over eight here was plus 180. So their win total here was seven. I had them under eight minus 130 here in the alt over. It was plus 180. Uh, the Cowboys over 10 was plus 170. Boy, does that one look easy now, huh? In that division. But again... Well, do you remember what the narrative was going into the season? How, how many people were super high in the cow, like this high on the Cowboys before the year? Not many. There were some people making the case they were the favorites, but the other thing was the Fitzpatrick stuff. I mean, say what you want, journeyman, whatever. I mean, the guy 
he can play, and he he gets hurt in the first game. He plays a half for the whole season. Right. And when Washington was still in the mix till two weeks ago. Sure. I just I don't think too many people before the season started. Let's say in on August twenty fifth, were saying the Cowboys are going to win eleven or twelve games and they're going to be fighting for the one seed. I I don't recall hearing that. Well. They were expected to get, yeah. A lot of people thought they get routed week one against Tampa. And that's sure. like this is. It was it was funny that week one. It's like, wow, who's gonna be able to stop this offense? Can't stop anybody. And now the defense has been great, and they struggled. They've been in a huge slump here offensively. Agreed. So the Eagles alternate over win total eight was plus two forty, and that's one of the biggest plus prices on the entire board because a lot of people were anti Philly yeah. this year. I was one of them. The football team. Under seven and a half was plus one fifty-five. You're right about that, Paul. A lot of promise. They played well in that uh, playoff game against the Buccaneers. They have a ton of talent. That defense was legit last year, and it just did not work out for them. Yeah, in 2021, yeah. they had won three in a row. Excuse me, four in a row off the bye. They beat the Raiders out here, and then Heineke throws a pick six, couple turnovers. They it was a huge game at the time. They get beat at home by Dallas. And then uh, the, the ravaged by COVID, Gilbert had to start, lose that game on a Tuesday. The debacle Sunday night in Dallas, and then they lose it. Still, they have the ball in the red zone down four last week. Heineke gets picked off. Yep. The Giants, just a total mess. Yes. Worst team and one of the worst organizations in football at this point. Under six plus 155 is a winner. And there's no hope. No. There's no hope. How do you? I don't know. I, I get rid of the season tickets. If yep. I, there's just no hope, it's not good. They're not going to turn it around anytime soon. They have the wrong guy running the organization. Going to get Gettleman out of there, but judges, you know, he's in over his skis. Yep, big time. Now, how about this Green Bay again? Uh, you know, I will remind people: not a lot of positivity towards the Packers, and why would there? Nobody knew what was going to happen with Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So the regular win total was nine on the board. With the alt win total, it was ten plus one seventy, and that got there no problem. Best record in football. This is good. The Lions under three and a half was plus 240. I missed that one because we all laughed at the Campbell hire. Mm -hmm. I was right. Carolina came in under six and a half plus 155. Uh, I'm going to be, what's their win total next year? Who knows? I don't. I think they're looking for a coach. I think so too. I think that's the ship has sailed for rule. Yep. And they, again, they need a quarterback. I know. Well, a lot of people. Who's going to get Watson? That's another question. That's that that total game changer. So a lot of people were high on the Rams. Their alt win total, 11.5, was plus 190. That got there last week. So they're 12 and 4 right now. Yeah. Seattle under 9 was plus 180. Winner, Arizona over 9.5, plus 170. You had to be feeling pretty good about that one when they started 7 0, huh? Very good. And a bunch, by the way, are pending. Like, for example, it's not likely, but KC can stay under 11.5 at plus 150. Uh, Miami can certainly stay under 8.5 at plus 150, but we'll do this one more time next week. We'll close up shop because it's what? Like 10 other teams can stay under or go over their alternate win totals. We'll also do this later in the show. I love this tweet. Brian Knowles, Football Outsiders. In a universe not too far from our own, here are the current NFL standings if every single one-score game had the opposite result. Buffalo, a 15-1. <laughs> Can't win a close game. That's why everyone loves them. These... Sharp guys, and they think they're a top two, top three team in the league. Oh, they're power rated to the moon. Yeah, yeah. Eagles eleven and five, Colts twelve and four, Arizona eleven and five, Atlanta two and fourteen. Again, this is if every single one score game had the opposite result. Well, and Steelers three twelve and one three. Tw- 
<laughs> wow. This is crazy. I think Green Bay would be 9-7. and seven. Yes. Look at the NFC West. Niners 10 and 6, Rams 9 and 7, Seahawks 9 and 7, 40, uh, 40, Arizona 11 and 5. Uh, uh, what was Detroit though? 7, 8 and 1. Seven. I will say this like, not all one score games are the same thing. Mm, yeah. Because you know what's included in that for the Lions if it went the other way? It was week one when they were down, what, 40, 41 to 13? Right. And they came roaring back Niners to score. Quit and yeah. Right. So they had, is, the, the yeah. Lions had no, basically no chance to win that game. Broncos 10 and 6. This is great. Carolina, 9-7. and seven. <laughs> That is a great tweet. Uh-huh. Got to go back and look at how many times a team was down big. But you also have to go back and look at how many times a team blew a game. Right. Well, it's like, that's what do you do with the Bills come playoff time? Mm-hmm. They have not been able to win close games. I would say that you brought up the Colts. How many games yep. did they blow? Yep, yep. The first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook, at a 20% profit boost for any men's college basketball game every Thursday. Must be 21 plus offers, not valid in all areas. Check betrivers.com for full offer details and rules. He owns one of five remaining entries in Circa Survivor, a contest that pays $6 million. How many sweats so far this year? Um, what has his life been like the past month? How many times has he changed his mind? How many times has he hedged already? That's all coming up. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.